Welcome back to another daily walk. Today I want to spend a little bit of time talking about counting the cost and the gospel. This is an important discussion because I'm seeing a whole lot of discussion about, you know, what does a Christian allow? What are we not allowed to do? And then there will be arguments where people come up and say, well, what's so wrong with this? What's so wrong with that? Pointing to different lifestyles. And uh, the biggest one that comes to mind is the LGBT debate. Of course, in LGBT debate, there's this discussion, can a Christian be homosexual or not? Does God ordain the homosexual lifestyle in a Christian or not? That's kind of what I want to get at. It's not just that issue, but other ones, such as, is abortion right? Or what's the view on simple things like stealing? I mean, we're talking about bringing paper reams home from work to for home personal use. All these little things are kind of all wrapped up in these controversial points. And what ends up happening is we start to try and adopt a gospel that fits our preferences. I'm a Christian and therefore this is okay. And uh, this is a discussion we want to talk about because what is the, what does it mean to be a Christian? Well, a Christian is somebody who understands and follows this book as it is understood through the generations. A Christian is a person who accepts Jesus Christ and the gospel. And part of accepting Jesus Christ as the gospel is to conform your lifestyle to that of Christ. And there's this entire idea that we want to, we want everyone to feel welcome. We want everyone to feel happy. And so it's okay, whatever you are, just come to us and be saved. The reality is though, many will come to Christ in the final day and he will say, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. And that is from Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 to 23. Now, what do we want to do? Jesus actually talks about the cost of being a disciple. And this is in Luke chapter 14. And there's actually a fascinating story about this because if you've ever been down near Frostburg, Maryland, right there on the interstate, a guy about, that's been about 20 or so years ago by now, maybe 25 years at this point, he got this vision. Not like uh, Gabriel the angel came down and gave him a vision, but a dream at night about he's going to build an ark. Not unlike Answers in Genesis and their you know, ark at the Creation Museum. But he builds an ark, and this ark is going to save mankind. And so he starts to build it. But then he had a lot of criticism of people who followed his ministry, saying, why are you using all of these resources to build this ark rather than helping the poor? And to his everlasting credit, that was a valid argument. And he says, I agree with you. And he stopped building it. But right on the interstate, for years, and it may still be there, if you're in the Frostburg area, let me know. It may still be there, but there was this half-built, this foundation built for an ark. And everybody who goes up and down this interstate could see this and say, Haha, he started a project and wasn't able to finish. Almost as if Jesus was rebuking him directly from the book of Luke. So turn over to Luke chapter 14. We're going to start at verse 25. Large crowds were going along with him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, and yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Now, does that mean we have to hate our family? No. The point is this, you have to lay down, to follow Jesus Christ, you have to lay down the most important things in your life for the purpose of following Christ, what he says. This isn't some weird vision, this is what is revealed in the word of God. Verse 20. 
7. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. In other words, if you want to follow me, you have to accept the things I tell you to do. For which of you, when he wants to build a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who observe it will begin to ridicule him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. So there's parable one. You want to count the cost. You cannot start a building project without counting the cost. You can't have it on faith. The money's going to come. No. No. Jesus is telling you. He gives a second analogy, the same thing. What king, when he sits down to meet another king in battle, will not first sit down and consider whether he is strong enough with 10,000 men to encounter the one coming against him with 20,000? Or else, while the other is still far away, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. So then, none of you can be my disciple who does not give up all his possessions. Now, is this talking about our physical worldly possessions? No. This is the things in our heart that hold on to, the things that are contrary to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as I was having this discussion the other day, somebody says, you know, and uh, this, this person knows, you know, knows people of that, uh, that persuasion, as I do as well, uh, but it was a more personal connection he had with a, a person in the LGBT community who said, you know, what's the Bible saying? He takes them to the scriptures in, in, in the Bible. This is what it says. And here's the fallacy. The fallacy is that in America, and I don't know how it is in all your other Western countries, but here in America, if you're not a Christian, you're just not a good person. And so the implication is, if I reject you on the base of LGBT, I'm saying you're a bad person. And that's not the case. You just cannot adopt that lifestyle, call it good, and say, I'm a Christian. It has nothing to do with whether you're a good person or a bad person. There's bad people who are Christians, folks. There's good people who are not Christians. And that's very important to understand because as we approach these ideas, we have to look at this and say, what does the Scripture say? Because the Scripture is that heart of God, that mind of God, rather, that tells us what is good and right. And the Scriptures is very clear. The homosexual lifestyle is not an acceptable lifestyle to live before God. But if you choose to live the homosexual lifestyle and you want to live that before God, you can't call yourself a Christian. That doesn't mean you're bad. That doesn't mean you're a horrible person. It means you are not a Christian because you are holding on to this thing that God says no. For what purpose? So that you can fit in with the crowd. So you can be in the in crowd. But the reality is, all we are, all I am is a human instrument. I don't make these final determinations. I'm not allowed to judge you on that basis. Unless, of course, you say, I happen to be a Christian. Because we actually have, in Scripture, the specific commands. We are not to judge anybody outside of the world. But those that, that say that they are Christians, those who claim to be in the church, we actually do have. From 1 Corinthians chapter 5, starting in verse 9, I wrote to you in my letter, do not associate with immoral people. I did not mean the immoral people of the world, or the covetous, or the swindlers, or the adulterers, for then you would have to leave the world. 
But actually, he says in verse 11, I wrote to you not to associate with any so-called brother if he is an immoral person or a covetous or an adulterer or a reveler or a drunkard or a swindler, not even to eat for, with such a one. For what do I have to do with judging outsiders? Do you not judge those who are within the church, but those who are outside, God judges. So remove the wicked man from yourselves. So if you want to live the LGBT community, that's okay. It's not my position to judge that. We can be friends. You just cannot adopt that idea and say, I also am a Christian. Because the word Christian is to identify with Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ has specific identities within himself. And it's not just love everybody. That's not what the gospel teaches. Christ is the next time we see Christ, he is coming back as a conquering king, wiping out the wickedness. And wickedness is described in the scriptures. And among all of those different things is sexual immoralities. Which, by the way, is not just LGBT. It is LGBT, and it is the fornicators, and it is the adulterers. There are a lot of people who are wrapped up in this guy. The problem isn't, do you have these urges? And if you're in that community, the fact you feel these urges is not the sin. The sin is when you say, it's okay, I'm going to act upon them because I have. Because the feeling, the intention of our heart ultimately is the issue, the actions and how we respond to that is what the truth is. If I say it is wrong for me to hate somebody, and I agree it is wrong for me to hate somebody, and I have a feeling of hate towards somebody, if I can look at that feeling of hate and say, that's a bad feeling, I repent of that feeling, I accept this feeling is wrong, that's okay. That's exactly what Christ would call us to do. But to say, I hate somebody, and that's okay because it's justified, because I feel this way, and I am, I am, that is the nature of pride and sin and death and wickedness. That is the thing that we are commanded against. So what if you're in that community? Just stop saying, I'm a Christian, because you're truly not following Christ. And when you try and stand up on your own rights as a person, you will fall before the face of God. That's my message today. I hope it's encouraging to you, but I wanted to get that out because that, and that point has been on my heart for so long lately. And so for that, I just wanna pray if you are in those, those communities, all the Christian calls you to do is say, agree with God, that is a sin. That doesn't erase the feelings. It doesn't erase the feelings, but you need to agree with God about sin. That's our message today. So thanks for coming along on this daily walk. I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.